Thirsty Leo season. Did you drink water today? We know it's not August, but wherever we are, it's always Leo season. This is Colleen, and this is Eileen, and we are the Thirsty Leos. But don't worry, this podcast isn't just about us being Leos. Although it is what brought us together in a faraway country, our podcast is about anime, thirst. Creating content, being Asian American women, and just surviving through life. Welcome back to Thirsty Leo Season. 新年快乐！新年快乐！啊、uh, ，祝你身体健康，平平安安，恭喜发财，红包拿来！ Yay! That's、yes, my favorite saying.、It. That is it. The most important saying, honestly. <laughs> Guys, hello, welcome back, and happy Lunar New Year, everybody!、Woo-hoo! No matter where you are. So, when we were recording our last episode, or when we were editing it and listening back, we we're like, "Wow, we really want to unpack like Lunar New Year a lot more." Yes, we were looking through the footage, and you know, last episode was great. We talked a little bit about Valentine's, our favorite romance anime, but、uh, today we really wanted to unpack the festivities of Lunar New Year, what we do as Asians. In America, and also how they celebrate it in Asia. Now that I'm here in Taiwan, and just the traditions. Yeah, and I mean, also for perspective, like just at the time of filming this, the festivities just wrapped up, and that it's been like a few weeks. I'm sure everybody's been seeing tigers and Chinese characters in red everywhere. So it just wrapped up. It's a really big deal. Yes. So、um, what better time to unpack all that? Then now, then now.、Yeah. But before we get into that, how are you, Eileen? Oh my God! Thank you for asking. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so I'm doing okay. For reference, I I always like do a little bit of like mini prep before the podcast, like you know, cleaning my apartment a little bit and stuff. And I looked around and I was like, when did I do all my laundry? <laughs> Because and I then I remembered I was like oh yeah because this morning when I was doing my laundry I was just crying the entire time and so it was just like <laughs> it was just like a blank spot like I don't even remember hanging up my laundry I think I was just like having a moment so that's kind of how it's been going so far. You're crying? Why were you crying? Oh, I think I'm just really stressed. <laughs> I get that. I understand.、Yeah. I actually、oh. can't cry when I'm stressed. It's weird, but I feel like crying is a great release of that stress、yeah. and that emotion. For me, like I guess I just bottle it in, so I can't. Like for people that are like, "Oh, I just cried," I'm like, "Loki, I'm jealous," but I just, I just can't bring out that emotion. You know? Girl,、so. I, I think we just found our next podcast episode topic. <laughs> Whenever we go into this "how are you" section, we're like, "Oh, there's a lot、oh, going on." Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I think we definitely express our emotions differently, and I think that would be such、mm-hmm. a good topic to talk about. I was just—I've been very stressed. I've been working a lot. It was Valentine's recently,、uh, being February and stuff, and like, I'm just having a really hard time.、Um, I don't know if a lot of people know this phrase, but it's like "lao yi jie he." It's like to balance work and life, work-life balance. And、oh. um, I've just been, you know, between work, between exhaustion, man, I haven't even called my mom and my brother or my family like in a long time. Even like through the holidays, I haven't given them like a New Year's call. Like it's been every single day, just like I'm doing my best, and I feel like it's not enough. But you know, we're getting there. We're here now. I'm drinking water. I'm. I ate. I just ate this entire bucket of rosso. <laughs> And I mean, I'm fine. Like this is, we're great. How are you, Colleen? That's a good dinner. 
I've been doing okay. Like after all the festivities, it was time to wind down and go back into work. Which I'm mm. like, okay, like like I said in the previous episode, I was like, mm. I felt bad for resting, and now that I'm back to work, like I realize, like, oh man, there's another mental shift where I feel lazy now, you know. Oh. So there's like these mental shifts because of all the festivities that are going on that I'm just like, oh, like I'm back to work and I don't want to be here. Mm. But other than that, I am watching a new anime called Moriarty, <gasps> The Patriot. Have I, you heard of it? I've never heard it. Wait, I'm going to Google it real quick. Tell us more. Tell me more. Okay, so you know how everyone in the world knows that Sherlock Holmes is the good man and Moriarty is his like arch nemesis right they're always like battling it out I even had no idea but <gasps> thank you for letting me know I don't know anything about the Sherlock's home like Holmes Holmes uh like universe really so I grew up obviously reading Sherlock Holmes and then when the tv show the BBC one came out I loved it I watched it like twice and then they portrayed Moriarty as the big bad evil guy obviously in your head you're like oh we hate Moriarty because he's always against Sherlock in this anime, guess who is the protagonist? Moriarty is the anti-hero protagonist mm. in this anime. And it really is cool because you kind of get to see the perspective of Moriarty and why he does these things and mm. who he is. And I really enjoy it because I feel like Japanese anime has a really good way of like spinning off the antagonist as a protagonist. Just like we mm. see in Attack on Titan, mm -hmm. something like that, where it's like, you know, you kind of grow up with Eren. Sorry, I don't know what I'm talking about this, but... Oh, no, I feel, of, I feel, yeah. Bill, you kind of grow us. up with Eren, and then you're, like, on his side. And even as the series plays out, he kind of turns evil. You're still rooting for him that he's going to win, even though what he's doing is not technically very ethical. And moral grounds, you're obviously like, oh, I would never support this guy if he was just played out uh, just by a story right now. But then, like, mm. because they play out this huge backstory of this anti-hero, you're, like, rooting for that guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I've been watching a lot of, like, the theory videos. I love theory videos of, like, why we love the villain. Mm. Or, like, why, like, in villains, like, they usually have more flaws and more... They need strong motivation to be hateable, which gives them usually more character and more balanced, like, flaws than maybe even a protagonist. Protagonists can be kind of boring, you know? Yeah. Which is why I think, like, Aaron as a protagonist is very interesting because he does turn into the hero you know the common like turning from the good guy to the bad guy story i'm yeah. looking at moriarty the artwork right now i'm like ah i get the vibe i see it do you love it do you i like love it? it i just saw sherlock holmes and he'd be looking fine as heck oh. as well oh. yeah do, oh, this is off tangent but like <laughs> in do they play sherlock as a bad guy or is it flipped or is it like more of a complex like it's a complex situation. I just started, so uh, there hasn't been much scenes of them both against each other yet, but I will be updating the podcast with how it's going because I really liked it. That's awesome. Well, let's dive right in. Let's um, do I it. Think that, yeah, let's do it. I think that a good place to start off is for any friends or people that don't know what Lunar New Year is or what that looks like. Um, it's kind of like the Thanksgiving of like, our Chinese holidays, you know, like yes. it's like when everybody comes together, it's like good food, good vibes, celebrations, etc. That's exactly how Lunar New Year is in, I would say, a lot of Asian countries celebrated too, not just Chinese culture. Because I grew up saying Chinese New Year and now like it's Lunar New Year because, yeah, like every yes. like, Vietnam has Tet, right? Yes. And then, um, 
I think all the other places it's just known as Lunar New Year or Chinese yeah, New Year. Um, exactly. I'm not sure if there's a particular name, but um, I was actually thinking, Colleen, like if you want to share with us some of your experience, because I feel like you're more connected to like the family homecoming side of it. Okay, yeah. well, I will talk a little bit about how I spent it in America for the time mm-hmm. that I was living there, and then kind of go into how I celebrated the past two years of me living in Asia, in Taiwan, when it's actually even, like, I would say it's like 10 Mm. times bigger. So in America, it would always be like a celebration with friends and family. We would always get together for good food. We didn't really do much of the Chinese traditions because I grew up in a Christian family. So it was just more about the food, the family, the celebration. Yes, there wasn't any of those superstitions, even though I did hear about them. I do know that you're supposed to clean out your house before Mm. Chinese Lunar New Year Day of. And then that way it's like you clean out the bad air, the bad luck. And then you're basically your house is clean, your house is new and you are welcoming the new year and the new prosperity, the new luck Mm. that is coming in your way of the new year. Exactly. It's literally just flushing out bad vibes. Chinese people... Asian people, we've been doing that for a billion years, which is why yes. we're so healthy. <laughs> like you're just flushing out bad vibes right. and then welcoming. And I think that there, there's a lot of like superstitions or practices where like you don't even do certain things. Like you don't like talk about money or something. Like there's a lot of little things where you don't do all these things before then. You get all those things done before the new year so that going into the new year, there's no like talk about bargaining or negotiating, True. something like that, right? Yeah, I heard you're yeah. not supposed to wash your hair or something oh that might be one yeah like i know you're supposed to wash it before but like the day of you cannot wash your hair something Mm. about the good luck be on your head i know that asian cultures are big on head like you can't touch your elder's (laughs) head did you know that i did not but i never would dare to and that makes sense yeah i used to touch my dad's head don't touch me i was like oh my bad (gasps) oh Like, yeah, but stuff like that. And then I did hear some more traditions and superstitions after moving back to Taiwan. One of them was you're not supposed to get woken up on New Year's Day. (gasps) That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. Because they said if you get woken up, your whole year will feel like you're being rushed to do something. So Mm. therefore, on New Year's Day, you're supposed to wake up naturally and feel Mm. good and not feel rushed. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, I love those practices. And honestly, I I learned a lot more being in like Taiwan. The last Lunar New Year, I was I spent it with my small family in uh, Jilong Mm. Um, and I spent it with them for a few days. And uh, we we made we know we bao jiaozi and then they have shu cai bao jiaozi which I think is more traditional shu cai is like vegetable jiaozi because they follow more the more the Buddhism route where mm. you don't eat meat during the New Year and then you have to have seven ingredients to resemble something like you have like lettuce and ca- this and then this and then carrots and then this and then like all these ingredients um, they had the, their whole altar there too and all these practices where you bye um, bye what's it called like you the, with the incense and stuff. I don't a, even know a, what that's very called in English. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah, so cool. Yeah. I know that yeah. each dish is supposed to correlate with something that's good to bring you into the new year. Like, for example, fish is to bring you luck. And then yes. shrimp is to bring you something. I'm sorry, I don't something, even prob- know. No, no, no. Something probably else. This is prosperity. <laughs> I was about to say, probably something auspicious, like super yeah. auspicious. Even like the, like, the like isn't the, it's a pun. Like, you're not supposed to eat all of it. You're supposed to, right? Like you're supposed to, you look at us like we're save trying to figure something. out our own culture. I know. You're supposed to save some because it's like fuyi or something. I don't know the <gasps> pronunciation, but it's like. You got it, fuyi. 
yes. free, right? It's yes. like you're supposed to be bountiful and like don't eat all the food. Don't finish all the way because you need to save some luck and save some good vibes for the next year. And it's not like you're starving, girl, you know, kind of thing. That's why there's like literally a billion dishes when it's Chinese New Year because they're trying to mm-hmm. save a little bit of each for the next year. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just getting this flashback right now. We're also, we made the dumplings and then we we had like altar offerings for our family shrine altar. And then we left them over for the new year for like a few days. And then a few days after that, maybe one or two days, we ate them. Um, And this actually I know is even a practice practice in other like Asian cultures, for example, like in like, I think it's Hinduism as well. Like they have offerings and then they eat them a few days after. I think it's called puja. I might be wrong, might be wrong, but like they eat it and then it contains the blessings that your ancestors have like imbe- imbued in them. Um, and surprisingly, <sighs> the so jiaozi cool. like it was, was out for like two days, it tasted banger. Like I, so in my mind, I'm like, it didn't even spoil like, <laughs> like, it's blessed as hell. <laughs> so so many traditions. So funny. Yes, so yeah. many traditions. I don't know if you really practiced them in America, though, Eileen. Did you do that when you no, were in America? I, I didn't. I was just about to ask you and talk about, like, yeah, Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year in America as ABCs. Hmm. It's basically, if you even wear red and if you even say, like, Xi and Kuai are call an old relative, like, you've done your duty. And if True. you receive one hong bao, you've now been part of the new year. Like, that's your only job. You yes, know? exactly. So for yeah. me, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was just like that one night, we'll have a big dinner feast with either friends or family. And then after that, that was it. Like, it was just a one night festivity. Mm. While mm. in Asia, whoa, it goes on for a whole week. It's called, mm. so we have Tsushi, which is New Year's Eve. And yeah. Tsui, which is New Year's Day, and then goes on Tsui, Tsu, or Tsu, San, Tsu, Si, Tsu, 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 Chi. It's like the whole week. Oh, it's is, 10 days. It's seven days. Seven, seven days. And then, um, so on the New Year's Eve, you're supposed to go to, if you're married, you go to your husband's side of the family. And then Tsu, Er, which is the second day after New Year's, you go to the woman's side of the family. And then it's mm-hmm. called Hui Niang Jiao, which is like the, the ladies get to go to their old... Uh, hometowns and their families and then they go and buy nian which is like you know they just go and say hello xinian kuai la and then mm-hmm. do all that fun stuff so because of that taipei is actually really empty during chinese new year because a lot of the families originated from the southern side of taiwan and then so taipei is hella oh. empty there's like no traffic there's no one on the bus no one on the metro and i love that i love the emptiness of how because <laughs> <laughs> taipei is always so packed you know and i'm just like wait i have a wait i have a question so everyone is basically located outside of taipei like where they come to the big city in taipei to work but right. is it like on like chushi or like the the eve do they go to taipei like is there any time where like okay they're all there for one day and then they go back to the south for chuar no, I think so. No read- I think there mm-hmm. is still because uh, I mean, but I feel like a lot of people in Taipei, mm. they if they did grow up here, then they just stayed here. Like for example, like the Taipei yeah. people, they just probably marry each other. Yeah. But then like the, <laughs> the southern people that come up to Taipei also marry each other, so then they just all go down. Mm. I don't know, but it's also a time to go on vacation. So then people will go to the other parts of Taiwan to go on vacation, have fun mm. for the natural stuff. Taipei is more like a city vibe, so there's not people don't really come to Taipei I for see, vacation. I you see. I see. Right. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. Wow. And a oh, lot of restaurants so nice. are closed. 
That's what yes, pisses me naturally. off. Naturally. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, like, calling every, like, during this time, I'm, like, calling it, hello, are you guys open today? And they're, like, yes, we're open. I'm, like, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just like that. It's, like, it's, like, Christmas and, like, Thanksgiving. You know, you yeah. have to call people to be, like, are you guys open today? Yeah, yeah, it's Christmas yeah. and Thanksgiving. Like, I, it's hard to describe it. I did say earlier, it's, like, the Thanksgiving of, like, our, our holidays and stuff. But, like, it's really, like, Christmas, too, because it is a season. Yeah. But it brings people together, kind of like Thanksgiving. It's fascinating, the difference between celebrating it in Asia. Everybody's gone. Everybody's out. You know, family, mm-hmm. family, family. Versus yeah. America as ABCs. It's, like, right, let's get a Panda Express and right. let's wear some red aioli. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but, I mean, that, but that's still valid. And, like, that's still, like, fun because i mean i have my little twin here but like there there is there are some like meaningful things that like we can participate in here and like even like practices of pride too like lion dances or there might be cultural events like like in chinatown or something there might be performances going on and i've always loved that thing so technically for every chinese new year i have celebrated it just in a different way and just more of like in an abc way mostly Mm -hmm. you know like if I may share uh, one of my of fondest course. memories of Chinese New Year, thank you, was uh, Year of the Pig, where me and my um, Chinese class learner friends, we all wore chipals or our, our dresses or our garbs to school. Wow. And yeah, and like we took, so, you know, there's like this trend for um, like a bunch of Asian like dama, like aunties to do weird poses in tourist spots. Have you seen those? Yes. Yeah, we we would do those and we'd had a whole like Chinese New Year like photo shoot. But that was our way as ABCs of like connecting with our culture was going to school in our chief halls and stuff and like in Chinese class wearing red and like it was, it was there's a way to find community at this time, even if you're not in Asia, you know. That's I've always nice. wanted yeah. to wear a chief hall. I've never worn a chief hall. <gasps> Girl, we got to get you one. The- I need to get one in Asia. Yeah. But- yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the- wait, 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 wait. Even, wait, wait, wait. Even at like, I know that like, um, oh my God. Jerin, like the Jerin Jan, like the big one. Taipei Chazan. Taipei Chazan. Right? Yes. Downstairs, like they saw, I'm sure it's not the highest grade, but they saw some nice cheap house there. And that's where I bought, bought mine. We should get it. We should well, have a photo shoot. I need to go get one. Okay. That's on my to-do list before I leave Asia. <gasps> Of course. So yes, uh, that's some of the overview, like what Lunar New Year looks like for us as ABCs, both in America and in Asia. Time off, family, good food, firecrackers, red, line dancing, boom, boom, boom. Good vibes all around. But wait. (laughs) But wait, there's more. But wait. (laughs) Just like it is Thanksgiving that brings all the family together, as I'm sure you all know, more family equals more drama more drama and more trauma (laughs) 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 um wow that's a really good one more more trauma. i think that they're like destined to be together like phonetically drama and trauma a big reason why we wanted to talk about this again is because like off working off the podcast like colleen and i will talk about our personal lives and like new year's is always such a happy time but always such a loaded time too you're dealing with family with relatives and all kinds of stuff and honestly speaking y'all like i don't have a lot of that going for me i'm not very connected with my chinese family um but colleen if you would love to entertain not entertain us if you'd like to share with us entertain us <laughs> with your trauma oh <laughs> uh, what what are your feelings about spending Lunar New Year with your family? Ooh, 
Ooh, good question. So in America, I would spend my Lunar New Year's with my cousins. And obviously, cousins are a good time. Um, my mom did marry later, so my cousins are all older than me. They're all married with kids. So, you know, it wasn't really like a connection where it's like, oh, yeah, like, a lot of discussions of like where you are in life. It was just like eating food, good times. Mm. So it was all good in the hood back in America. But coming to Asia to spend Lunar New Year, last year was my first Lunar New Year in Taiwan. Mm. And my aunt is really rich. She lives in the middle of Taiwan. And she invited us to go and live there, her million dollar house, oh, uh, for, for Lunar New Year's. And me and Lori were excited. We're like, yeah, yeah like we're going to go pay our respects to our relatives, our elders. And then we're also going to be eating good food because, you know, she's rich. Yeah. And um, I mean, that sounds, you know, that like, sounds great. Yeah. 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 Wow. It, yes, at the time, Bing, <laughs> it did sound I mean, lovely, a fat home ball, say. a nice mansion, good food, like a vacation. It did sound amazing. And so me and Lori were like, yeah, so we stayed for five days. That was our first and biggest mistake. Five days with relatives <laughs> and I'm living in her home. Ooh, that was, it was, it was interesting. I think at the end of day three, she kind of got sick of us because that's when the trauma started. Oh. Because what happened is obviously people on the podcast know I came to Taiwan to want to open my business mm -hmm. and want to open my own coffee shop and she's a businesswoman so I did respect what she had to say and I did want to seek some wisdom out on her because I feel like she at the end of the day she is my aunt and I do respect everything that she has to say for mm -hmm. me but things took a little turn when she started to kind of berate me and my sister and kind of condescend us mm -hmm. for coming to Taiwan to want to start something on our own. It started with like her kind of calling us out in front of relatives that I didn't even know. Because obviously, even though she's my aunt on my mom's side, she, her husband's side or her in-laws or whatever were also there. So at lunchtime, it kind of was awkward. So instead of like talking about herself or like, you know, just being like, how's everyone doing? She just kind of looked at us and pointed at us and was like, these two girls from America came to Taiwan to chase their dreams. Oh she even said it in that tone. Oh she was like, I feel like in a way she was kind of like outing us or making fun of us. But I feel like I felt really uncomfortable in that moment because I was like, I hold my dream so closely and dearly to my heart. I don't even tell people like that I'm not really close with about it because, yeah. you know, obviously it's something that I want to yeah. start. And if if it doesn't happen, it's kind of embarrassing. But like she kind of just told everyone that I didn't even know. Yeah, like, extended oh, yeah, family that you don't girls. even. Jesus, she I never met these people. She, she probably and was then just she, like pinpointing you guys like to like deflect off of herself. She doesn't seem like a very nice person. I'm sorry. Right, sorry. right. I get and then nervous. obviously. <laughs> Thank you, Eileen, my biggest supporter. Thankfully, those relatives were nice. They were like, oh, that's good. Like, coming to Taiwan to start, like, new opportunities. Obviously, I also came back to just get in touch with my roots as well. So it was like, it wasn't just for the dream, but I felt like in that moment, she was, like, making fun of us. And then for the last two days that we were there, she just kept saying, you guys don't know hard work. Oh. You don't know what it's like. Basically telling us that we have no chance and opportunity to chase our dreams or even become rich. But like, not everyone's dream of opening a business is to become rich. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh it's, yeah. It's different for everyone. I'm not 
opening a coffee shop because I'm gonna be making millions of dollars mm. all of a sudden, you know? She obviously herself came from a place where she worked hard and she became rich, but she mainly became rich because she married yeah. rich. Now, I'm not bashing her at all. I'm just saying, like, I think she of all people should know what it's like to want to chase after something and become something that they aspire to be, you know? She basically said, you'll never succeed. She'll And she'll say little things that, like, is very condescending. And, like, in the moment, I think she feels like she has the right and authority to say it just because, you know, she's older, she's more experienced, she's rich, you know mm. what I'm saying? And she does that to all of our family members. Like, she basically mm. berates and condescends every single one of us. May I ask you, is, because she, she's rich. is she the oldest or in, like, the hierarchy? No, she, she's the second She's the second in the hierarchy. Did, my mom has four siblings. She's a, My mom's the youngest. She's the second oldest. Does the oldest also visit for New Year's and correct her? No. Oh. So because she's the richest, she gets to do whatever she wants. The oldest basically worships her and kisses her ass. Oh my Thankfully, my mom was spared from all of that because she lives in America. So I'm actually really grateful that my mom didn't have to go through that. Because not only does she talk shit about me and my sister's dreams she was also talking shit about my family and my mom oh, and my dad yeah. she literally said she literally was like your mom had to go and marry your poor ass dad like why i introduced her to so many rich people but she didn't want any of them she married for love and i was like i can sense some jealousy is, in here this is on every like so this is not the first time I've heard this story. Colleen, actually, like around one year ago, this is when I was first meeting Colleen, guys. And I heard right. this right when you came back from Lunar New Year. You told me all about this crazy ass aunt. And, you know, it's like Colleen yeah. was super polite at first. But then, like, we went into it. And I'm like, oh, this aunt is, like, really toxic. And even now hearing it again ticks every single check mark of, like, toxic Asian relative. Like, yes. shitting on you for your dreams. Telling you well, you won't succeed. Gaslighting you about your abilities. Putting money in front of people's faces and using it to sway them for their guanji. Like, it's just, it's so, yes. all the toxic traits. And, like, it, like belittling you in front of extended family you don't even know. Like, that is so Chinese. Like, that is so, oh my Like, God. so Asian. <laughs> so Asian, Oh, yeah, my gosh. So yeah, and me and Lorraine were definitely caught off guard because we were like, whoa, like, hold your horses it's it's interesting because like you wouldn't say that to your we call like one ebay which is like your the generation below you right like you don't really like talk shit about them or talk shit to their face because it's just okay they're just the younger generation like let them do what they want mm. like i feel like that's what i grew up in the culture and like my aunt isn't gonna come well not my aunt but like my old the older generation isn't gonna come at me they usually like will fight in the same generation, mm. right? Like, for example, my aunt and my mom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the hierarchy. Mm. Me and my cousin or something. But, like, the way she came at me was so, like, I felt so attacked. I was just like, damn, like, what did I ever do to you? I'm just here for Chinese New Year. And I went home that day and I cried. I came back to Taipei and I cried. I called my mom and I cried. My mom cried with me. She was like, I'm so sorry my family's like that. It just left such a traumatizing memory in my brain that, like, even now, like this year, right, for Chinese New Year, I still remember like a few days leading up to Chinese New Year, I was getting so anxious and so like, it was like the memories of the trauma was coming back that like, mm. I couldn't like, I was like going a little crazy, like because I was so nervous and so scared to go back to like the middle of Taiwan to celebrate Lunar New Year. So you year. went back to her place this year? I did, but thankfully she was in quarantine. Ah! So <laughs> things things weren't as bad. Still got the bag, still got secured the bag. Secured you know the what bag. I'm <laughs> secured the home bow. But even then, like 
I don't know. I feel like there's such a disconnect with my family here because the culture is so different. Mm. And the things they say to me or the things they talk about, discuss, are just so... I'm just so far removed from that that, like, even coming back the second time, I was still, like, uncomfortable with everything. I guess, like, because there was the absence of my second aunt, my first aunt also came in to, like, talk shit behind my back. Oh, so, you know, oh it's God, just... I'm so sorry. Um, just a bunch of fun oh Holy no shit. worries i'm just used to it by now <laughs> oh wow. i'm so yeah. sorry i'm crying with you holy crap like Thank i knew you. it was bad but like it's just it's so toxic it's so crazy because like the holidays are supposed to resemble and stuff like family and fun times but i i know that a lot of people listening and stuff will also relate because like it doesn't matter who it is but there's always going to be like the toxic family people or the toxic whatever people and for you to have a condensed opportunity to see them during the holidays where you have to go see them also very chinese you have to go see your relatives you can't just ignore right. them if you don't visit you can't you cannot like and you you cannot disrespect them you cannot just be like i'm leaving you are it's very rude and again everyone talks and so you're trapped in that exactly i'm trapped in that and it was very different for me this year like last year it's funny because i feel like last year i really tried hard i wouldn't say i was kissing ass but i was definitely trying hard to be respectful whatever she said to me like i never said anything back i never mm. talked back i was like oh thank you auntie for everything like you're right you're so wise like even as she was like yeah berating yeah. me and lorraine oh, oh. we were just like Yes, we understand. Oh we God. love you. So this year I took a different approach mm. and I was more myself this year. And funny story, if I can just touch up on mm. this real quick. Yeah, it's please. like, it's not like I'm lazy, but like I, I don't really help around unless it's like I want to. Mm. So then last year, obviously, I did the most, right? The dishes I washed, everything I did, like I helped out so much. And this year I was like, I'm gonna take a step back because in some ways I felt like I was protecting myself in that way where I was like, I know that if I... If I try so hard and I still get yelled at, like, I'm just going to be so hurt. So then this year, I took a step back. I didn't really help out as much. But then my sister is always, like, just a helpful person. And what happened was oh. my aunt, like, went up to her, like, secretly, like, you're so much better than your sister. Oh like, God. the first aunt. She doesn't even help. Yeah, the first aunt now. She's they, like, like you're, you're so much. I know, right? I'm like okay there just always has to be one toxic person you know she, uh, she was like yeah you're so much better like colleen just sits there and doesn't do anything and like da 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 what kind of pissed me off was like she would only tell me to do things does that make sense there are other people there was her own daughter there was other relatives out there but she specifically targeted me and was like colleen help out like why aren't you helping or she'd be like cook for us or she'll be like you need to get this and i'm just like I'll do it. Like, I will do it if someone asks me. But, like, I didn't feel the need to, like, kiss ass and, like, do the most anymore. So, I think in me taking a step back, like, she was, like, offended in a way. I don't know. I don't know. I think I don't you know nailed I'm it. I'm in the wrong. No, no, no. I just yeah. I don't think you're in the wrong. <laughs> toxic people are in, in toxic systems. Like, they, they uphold them, you know? So, the fact yeah. that that was your second aunt last time and that that still exists. Like, I don't know what their household is like. I don't know why they're, they're treating you and Lorraine specifically like this. I do recognize a lot of that toxic shit that, like, Asian relatives would do or just talk to relatives like they'll pit people against each other like oh my god you're so much better than sister yeah. or, or whatever or maybe yeah. like it might even be because you guys are from America and they just have this bias that American ABCs have it all or that we're lazy or whatever like I've, I've even I've come across this where like I would like go and watch this and they're like oh my god like you know how to do that I'm like yeah <laughs> or like I would do whatever and they're, they're like wow you're so like 
obedient and so nice but they have maybe it's because they have misconceptions but it doesn't excuse like i've never had any on my family side never had any toxic like asian people at most it's just like a few comments about like body and stuff which we can get to that's a whole thing too (sighs) it's a whole thing yes but wow are you if i may ask are you gonna plan on going next year if i'm still in taiwan i have to (laughs) Like what you said, right? Like it's like it's like out of respect and it's out of like culture. Like you have to go see your elders. You have to go see relatives because if you don't like, ooh, like even more shit will probably be upon me. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I think you're right. It's like about that misconception because they were especially like that only towards me and my sister. Mm -hmm. Like no one else got that kind of treatment. Maybe they got a thing against my mom too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's uh, there's definitely a lot of family history and drama with my fat with my mom's side of the family so i i i'm just like okay but like i feel like it should cut off with my mom (laughs) like not to like give it all to her but like the drama should not pass down to the next generation and that's just my own feeling about that you're right and i you know what i want to say that it's a good thing that this time you not necessarily drew boundaries but you took the first step which is taking a step back like last time you were doing the most to win affection to be the good convenient kid you know like i'm good I yeah. do, i'm good please don't be mean to me yeah this year you put yourself first a little bit more and you're like you know what i'm gonna be a little bit more naturally me and that's what you yes. deserve to be you don't you don't have to have to earn your relatives respect for you but that is very much a thing about asian culture is that they will not treat you or i'm not sure i'm not going to just generalize in in general but that's what i get from the situation from you and the thing is i think that you drawing clear boundaries so even when you go next year and the reason i asked is because i also didn't know if you wanted to be in taiwan next year but if you do need to go back next year like you can draw more and more boundaries because no matter what they will always be culturally different from you they may not understand boundaries um they may not understand that you need to that you're your own person you know, but you, guess what? Like, they'll never like you, even when you were the nicest, sweetest, or whatever, most complicit girl. They just have shit about you, against you, that has nothing to do with you. Generational trauma, exactly. or de- gen- like other stuff that they have to deal with, that's on them. You need to put you first. I gotta put me first. <laughs> put me you know first. Yes, I do. Yeah. I gotta put me first. Put me first. <laughs> I have a headache talking about this. <laughs> me too, actually. I have a headache too. <laughs> This is the bad it's vibes. Oh my god. Bad vibes. Oh, bad vibes. I I completely agree with you because I feel like whatever I do will never be up to their expectations. So I should just be myself and in that like i would be more proud of myself because this year i was proud of myself when my aunt was being mean to me i actually talked back to her mm. and not like in a you mean stood way. up like, for yourself you weren't like exactly Fuck I you were like no sorry yeah no, sorry. yeah i stood up for myself sorry i didn't talk back no. sorry i'm not disrespectful guys she's not <laughs> she's really not i stood my ground like for example she'll be like look at oh i have an example mm. we're eating korean barbecue like all you can eat and it's like the ones where you take your own meat right and I was being so nice to my table, which is the younger kids' table. I cooked for everyone. Okay, I took. She all always the meat does for that. Everyone. She always cooks. She's freaking the sweetest person. <laughs> Thank oh, you, Jesus. And okay, first of all, she was like, "Come over and cook for our table." And I was like, "What the? Fu- I'm, I was mid eating. I was mid eating. And you know, as the cook of Korean barbecue, you never, you really don't really get to eat. Yeah. And, anyways, I was like cooking, and she was like, "Come cook for us, Colleen." And then I like was quiet, and I kind of glared at her. And she's like, I'm kidding. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. Were and then, you? Like, I was like, 
whatever. Yeah, I, I knew she wasn't kidding, right? And then like, since I took the meat for everyone on my table and everyone was getting full, right? But obviously I was still not full because I was the one cooking most of the time. She's like, Colleen, stop taking the meat that you cannot eat. Only take what you can eat. And she said that to oh, me like three I times. I hate it. Oh, fuck that. Sorry, I've heard that too. I hate that. They're try diet portioning you too and be like, oh my God, only do this, uh, only do Like, bitch. <laughs> and she was calling me out. She was like, Colleen, only take what you can eat. And I was like, I did. I stopped. At that point, my table was cleared. We killed all the meat. She said it like three times, right? And then my uncle jumped in too. He was like, yeah, guys, only take what you can eat, okay? And I'm like, okay, first of all, this is like all you can all eat. All you can eat. They it's not about price. <laughs> they just want to micromanage you. Those are the things that like happened where I know for a fact if that happened last year, I'd be like, Mm, like i'll be just like i'll just stay quiet but this time i stood my ground i was like no i did and she said it three times still i don't know what's her problem maybe some hearing issues or something <laughs> <laughs> now she got she got issues the, the, whatever the reason is whatever generational trauma whatever is going on there that's none of your business you didn't do anything wrong and like you're the yeah. sweetest person and you're very clutchy and like chinese Thank like you kids or whatever i can only speak from my culture but we're always just taught to be convenient to just say oh yeah to just bow our heads and like just take criticism and take this take it but like fuck like i don't care if it's labeled as american or labeled as whatever i'm just gonna draw my boundaries put me first and no matter what in this situation i don't feel like no matter what you do they're not gonna like you be yourself bitch i'm glad you were Thank you. And I'll, next Thank time, you. invite me and I'll fight for you. Because I guess what? <laughs> I Okay, we've talked about this before. Because Colleen's family yeah. is... <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how Colleen and Lorraine turned out amazing. But she has stories, right? And um, to my mom. I have said before, bring me, okay? Because I am the American... Take me. Take me. Bring me. Bring me. Because I'm the American guest or whatever friend. I have no obligation to be polite to them. Like, to the extreme, right? I don't need... No one's going to talk shit about me behind my back. They will, but it's it's not going to harm me. And I will stand up for you. Because sometimes you need someone to stand up for you among toxic family members. So I will be that for you. (laughs) Shit. I told Eileen and I told all my friends here, they're like, don't go back. But we still went back and I'm glad I stood my ground this time. But there was obviously some other trauma that comes along with Asian culture and that is your weight. (sighs) Your weight, your career, your relationship status, your job, your money, all those things. But I, I know specifically with us ladies, often it is the weight. It's the weight. The yeah. weight is the biggest thing. If I may talk a little bit about mm, this. Every year when I used to come back to Taiwan, like I would always be made fun of for my weight. And like, so for me, I'm a little more on the chubby side, right? And it would be these random people that I haven't seen for a year just come and comment on my weight. Oh, you got fatter. And it's like, oh, you should do this exercise. Or, oh, like you shouldn't eat so much. Or all these things. And it's like, first of all, I don't even know you. And like, well, okay, I do know you. But like, mm-hmm. we're not that close. And the fact that you, the first thing you say about me is my, my weight definitely really traumatized me. And it really put me in a place where I was super conscious of my self-image. And because of that, my self-worth and everything, like I just kind of equated my self-worth with my self-image, you know? Mm -hmm. Like if people thought I was fat, then it's like, yeah, like I'm worthless, you know? All those things that correlated with each other. And so because of that, every year before I would come back to Taiwan, like my mom would be like, okay, like do you want to start losing weight? I know my mom didn't do it in a like a toxic way. She definitely did it because she saw how hurt and how sad I was every time 
times someone would call me fat you know and so every year like a month before i would come back to taiwan every year in the past i would start losing weight even then it was like just wasn't enough you know what i'm saying like they'll be like oh you got skinnier but then after that they'll still be like oh you shouldn't eat so much or oh like mm, eh, mm, eh, right and i remember there's this one time where like the thing is i feel like uh, asians correlate like weight with health and that may not always be the yeah. case mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i even went to like a dietitian doctor in taiwan because like you know it was just like oh yeah like you're so fat it must be because of a reason and then like the doctor did a test he's like yeah you're actually really healthy like and i'm like yeah i am anyways my uncle was like oh like you need to go exercise more and you you're unhealthy like it's gonna be bad for your body and i remember like going to sleep that night this was like a couple years back and i just cried because like i didn't know what to do like like what about my weight like just correlates with like how i'm being like seen in this like culture you know what i'm saying and so it, it definitely does take a big toll on me and that's why i always get nervous also like mm-hmm. right before seeing relatives because i know that that weight topic is gonna come there's no like right or wrong answer to go about it but like i don't know how to respond in that moment like what do you want me to say like yes i'm fat like or like what do you want me to do be like okay like let me go starve myself or what did they expect me to yeah. reply them with, there's nothing, you know what i'm saying and there's no way to escape the whole weight thing or like just how you look and there's no way to even respond to it because like guess what what if you did lose a bunch of weight over a year then all the commas would be wow you lost so much weight wow this and this and this i mean like that like for you personally if you if that's where you wanted to go big achievement but for them they're still just commenting on your body they're still like assigning yeah. worth or value or how they're treating you based off of just how you look you know yeah. and, and that's what always that's what i mean that's never okay but especially it's also a cultural thing too because i like i also when i was like growing up and so my body was changing a lot like i also still got comments like oh like like oh like you got fatter or like you got skinnier you whatever and like generally like i haven't had as much like trauma with that because for me it was just a few offhand comments i was like the fuck like don't talk about my body maybe (laughs) like don't do that yeah which is a personal preference i don't like people talking about like anything about me i don't even know if it's always bad because i know that in chinese culture too like in the olden days like it was associated like being bigger meant that you were you had more nutrition you want to gain more prosperity and so more Mm. weight and more figure means that you're eating well but then that flipped because of modern times or whatever and i even know that like it's not always like they're commenting on your health and stuff like sometimes it's just like a topical conversation thing but that's a big cultural difference and that doesn't change the way that it impacts us that it makes us value our self-worth it makes it bothers us and it can and that can build up over time and everyone has a different experience usually a lot of girls that i know in abc culture but like we it just takes so much healing and unpacking from it i think that the best way to go about it is just uh, i don't know (laughs) i don't know it's okay it's all good i think i've definitely learned how to take it i mean i can't say that it doesn't hurt now it still does but nowadays i'll like stand up for myself like for example uh, we met some of my aunt's friends for lunch i don't even know why and how but anyways the guy was like oh so who's you're gonna like this story oh so who's older and who's younger for me and my sister and then we're like oh guess right because we like to play the game guess who's older game (laughs) anyways he's like oh he basically pointed at my sister. He's like, you're older. And then, and he's like, he points at me. He's like, you're younger. You know why? It's because the younger ones are fatter. And I was just like, no. And then he's like, 
yeah, it's true. It's because you guys eat more food. And I was like, Anyways, it left a really big distaste in my mouth. I was almost, I actually got mad at him. I actually did. I actually stood wow, my ground. I'm I was glad. like, no. Of course, not I have used to work to on my comebacks. Yeah. No. Yes, I have to work on my comebacks. But like, I, I was really happy that I stood my ground. I'm glad for you. Highlight here. He, you weren't related to him. He was just some random person, right? Like, so if it's r- yeah. random, so, but if it was part of your family, you couldn't really do that because then then shit would happen you know you couldn't talk back and be like no that's true but that's in the olden days now we're gonna start standing up for ourselves who girl 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 we just had a break we had a session where we drink water and let our brains vibrate for a minute (laughs) right because we're both getting headaches from this toxic topic (laughs) i'm just kidding seriously yeah i mean lunar near yeah red firecrackers good food such a happy time but there is that flip side that like a lot of people that maybe aren't in it don't know about like it is connecting with family and it is connecting with a different culture that might treat you differently than normal and it is navigating all the baggage and trauma and and all that and even just identity crisis you know like i haven't even i texted my taiwanese family like at the very end of the season in chinese because it gives me a lot of anxiety to speak in chinese Mm. because when i speak in chinese they don't understand me or my tones are bad or you know like or they'll just say oh your chinese is bad (laughs) they don't but they don't mean to mean you know they're just like it's not like i don't understand you and they're like ah so there's "Mm." there's something in there for everyone there's something in there for everyone and that's why we wanted to talk about this here but that is enough of that enough is enough enough is enough just like spring cleaning let's clear away let's clear away all the bad vibes all the bed vibs and now we put new vibs i'm not gonna wash my hair for seven days to keep on these new vibs <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> i'm kidding why don't you um, wash it off the, the dirty stuff tonight and then start tomorrow that's a good idea the good that's vibes good i'll just exfoliate like extremely hard yeah <laughs> we want to end this episode by looking forward into the new year this is a very auspicious year um 2022 it's also year of the tiger it is year it's of the your tiger. year baby it is my year. I'm turning 24 this year. Um, so I'm going to throw it back to Colleen. Colleen, how do you want to spend Lunar's New Year's next year? Ooh. Ooh. Wow, we just ended this one, and we're talking about the next one. But I like that because i got to mentally prepare ourselves. For me, I would like to be more of myself the next mm-hmm. time. If there is a next time with my toxic family, or mm-hmm. if there is even a next time with friends or family. like I want to be myself. I want to be able to rest in those days that I actually get off and actually just like reflect on my own life. Just It's just like how in the New Year's of, um, you know, the whole world of like, you know, doing New Year's resolution and like having time to rest and restart your life that's what i want to do also for chinese new year like i like how in the asian culture we kind of get it twice you know what i'm saying like it's kind of like a redo like okay if your january didn't go it's okay february's coming up for chinese (laughs) you know and so i like that i want to stand my ground as hard as it is like i don't want to be hurt by what they say but even if it does like i want to be able to heal from that so that even the next time someone says remarks like that or the trauma comes back I'm able to deal with it in a healthy way rather than just like storing it into my brain and every time the holiday comes up I'm just like you know traumatized again I think you did you made great strides this year by even just being more yourself and that's amazing and it is also in the spirit of February like Valentine's Day and stuff like self-love self-reflection and and 
being festive for yourself like and and putting that joy back in Mm -hmm. you know for yourself how about you eileen what would you like to do more um i don't really know where i'll be next year but i really hope that i can i can connect more with my family you know i have a lot of experience as an abc here doing my most to like be proud of my culture like mm. line dancing and all this like oh my god i'm so into it. i wear i will i'll wear a cheap on campus because i i'm so desperate to be connected like ah you know i'm trying to prove myself that i'm chinese mm. um but there's this whole side of my family that i'm sure like will accept me if i just tried a little bit more and put myself out there like next year i think i want to actually call them and actually <gasps> speak with them on the phone like it's the thought scares me that's where my anxiety is but like actually you know and all that stuff and um i would like to maybe even like see my family (laughs) i know this sounds like so low on the pony but i don't i have didn't even see them this year i was so busy so i'd like to maybe even see them have a dinner wear red get some of that lunar new year joy festivity for mine too i think your relatives will be so happy that you called them to even speak your if you're Chinese, like, they would be so happy. If all else fails, haha, which it won't because we'll succeed. Like, it's yes. also fun to celebrate New Year, like, with your friends, too. Like, yeah, it's it's about friends and family. Like, I hope that we're able to spend a Lunar New Year's together because we, we haven't in our friendship so far, you know, where we get to just have Next a year's a year. Next year is a year. <laughs> I'll get my chi pao. You already have your <gasps> chi pao. We'll oh! go out. Paint the town red, literally. (laughs) We'll bring our own firecrackers and whatever country we're in. They're like, that's illegal. We're like, this is part of our culture. Like, you can't say no. We'll give each other home balls. <laughs> no, that's like, <laughs> we're both broke. We can't. Yes, next year, we're going to paint the town. We're going to be stronger. We're going to be better. We're going to be more happy. And we're going to make that happen for ourselves. I love that. Xinyanquila. Xinyanquila. Yay. Bye. Alrighty, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Thirsty Leo Season. To stay updated, check out our Instagram, Spotify, and YouTube. We appreciate every follower, sub, and listener like you. Also, if you want to buy us a boba, we have a small Ko-Fi link below. See you next time!